Have you heard the old proverb that says your talent will make room for you and bring you before great men? This was a case for Joseph Boulogne, a Black Frenchman who was known as the best composer of classical music during his time. His talent and skills as a master swordsman, marksman, violinist, and composer opened the door to great opportunities and even to hang out with royalty, including the king and queen of France. Say what? Let's go explore. everyone. Welcome back to the Explore Black History on the Go podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Shannon, and I'm so excited to bring this episode to you as we wrap up the Black History Month series. But don't worry, I'll be back on our regular bi-weekly schedule in two weeks. Also, I have a great treat. I'm giving away a free e-coloring book of the amazing people we explored in the first 10 episodes. Just visit the Instagram page, at Explore Black History, and in the bio, there will be a link where you can access it. And as always, visit the website, exploreblackhistory.com, to download the free vocabulary guide that goes with today's lesson. Now, let's get to Joseph Boulogne. Joseph Boulogne was born on December 25th, 1745. Yes, he was a Christmas baby. He was born on the French Caribbean island Guadeloupe to a white plantation owner named George Boulogne and an enslaved Senegalese woman named Nanon. Little is written about his mother, only that she was very beautiful and loved her son. George wanted the best for his son, Joseph, and he knew that couldn't take place where they lived in Guadeloupe because as a French colony, slavery was still legal there. And according to the law, Joseph would be identified as a slave. So when Joseph was eight, his father took him to France where slavery had been abolished to complete his education. He hired tutors to teach Joseph in all the academic areas, but also in what the young aristocracy, those of noble birth and high social status and titles learned. He knew Joseph would be treated differently because of the color of his skin and wanted him to be able to compete on any level with other Frenchmen, even if he may not be fully accepted. So Joseph was also trained in horsemanship, fencing, music, painting, and etiquette all the things he needed to conduct himself as a well-mannered gentleman. And Joseph, given the opportunity, excelled. When Joseph was 12 years old, he attended a prestigious boarding school, the Royal Academy of Fencing and Horsemanship. And Joseph soon became its star student. He was very intelligent and excelled in all of his studies, horsemanship, and especially in fencing. By age 15, none of the other students could beat him. He was not only good with the sword, but in all things athletic. One teacher wrote, 
He excelled in every physical exercise he took up and was also an accomplished swimmer and skater. He would also be seen swimming the river, the Seine River, with only one arm. And in skating, his skill exceeded everyone else. As for the pistol, he rarely missed a target. Joseph, given the opportunity, excelled. But it was his skill in fencing that brought the most attention to him. At 17, he could beat all of his teachers. Soon, he was called the best swordsman in Europe. And while many were in awe of his skill, not everyone was pleased with this new title of his. How could a black man be the best swordsman in Europe? Alexander Picard was one of those people. He had the audacity to write Joseph's father and ask if he could publicly duel his son. But he didn't write Joseph's name or the word son. He wrote a term attacking his racial identity, one meant to be an insult, a term that was used negatively to highlight a person of mixed white and black ancestry. And since Picard was a grown man who already held the title of Master Fencer, he was also out to publicly humiliate Joseph. Joseph accepted the challenge with his father's full support. Word about the duel spread all over. It was the talk of the town. Many felt bad for Joseph because they knew Picard was one of the leading fencers in all of France. And Joseph, well, he was just a 17-year-old student. On the day of the duel, there was a huge crowd of people to watch the sword fight. Joseph and Picard faced each other, and then the duel began. It was no contest. Joseph skillfully beat Picard and won the battle with amazing ease. He made Picard look like a beginning student. The crowds went wild. Joseph's victory was heard far and wide. His talent with the sword even made it to the king of France's ears. The king was so impressed with his skills that at the age of 19, he gave Joseph the title Chevalier, making him a knight, and added him to his royal guard. He was now known as Joseph Boulogne, Chevalier de St. George's, and became the only black knight in the king's guard. What? Joseph's talent made room for him and brought him before a king. Joseph continued to make a name for himself as the best swordsman in Europe. He entered into a number of duels and won. He was so good, he can even take a button off his opponent's coat with a sword without harming him. Matter of fact, it was said that he only lost one duel in his lifetime. His new fame got him invited to lots of parties. People loved to be around him. He was not only good with the sword, but he was charming, well-dressed, handsome, and engaged in great conversation. Two composers even dedicated music to him. But what many Parisians didn't know, and soon found out, Joseph was not only a great horseman and fencer, he was an extraordinary musician. He started his violin lessons when he was a boy on the island Guadeloupe, but then he continued his study under expert teachers in France and soon became a master violinist. Joseph, given the opportunity, excelled. Joseph debuted his musical talent with the Concert des Amateurs in Paris. 
one of the first public orchestras in Europe. It was a surprise to everyone who only knew him as a great fencer. Joseph played the violin with a skill that left his audiences wanting more. Soon, he was playing music that he composed. He was so good, the orchestra music director named him Concertmaster, also called First Chair, meaning he was the best player. A year later, he became the music director of the orchestra, and under his leadership, it became the best orchestra in all of Paris and even regarded as one of the finest in all of Europe. Just like word spread about his skill with the sword, it was the same with his music. And this time, it was the queen, Marie Antoinette, who was impressed. She listened to his concerts and one day invited him to play for her at the royal palace. And later, she would also accompany him. He would play the violin and she would play alongside him on the piano. Let's stop the pause. Joseph, a black man in the 1700s, played his violin with the Queen of France, not once or twice, but regularly. Joseph's talent made room for him and brought him before a queen. His fame went to new heights. At one point, his name was put on a list to be considered for the director position at the Royal Academy of Music at the Opera. This was huge, like the Super Bowl of all operas. Unfortunately, three of the leading opera singers petitioned the queen and basically said they couldn't possibly take orders from a Black person, that their honor and conscience made it impossible. It was a racist insult, again, this time coupled with discrimination posed to keep him from getting a job. Joseph knew he was the best person for the position, but he withdrew his name to avoid a humiliation and keep the queen from having to choose. Though disappointed, he continued to compose and play music. And guess what? The king took the Royal Academy of Music away from the city of Paris and moved it to Versailles, where he and the queen lived. And guess who they got to come and play? Joseph Boulogne, Chevalier de St. George's. Joseph's talent made room for him and brought him before a king and queen. He continued to compose more operas and played in other venues. His musical creations are said to be one of the most difficult to play. He was a musical genius. In the summer of 1778, Joseph stayed in the same house with a young Mozart. And one of Mozart's later works had a similar sound to Joseph's earlier works. Hmm... We can say that Joseph even influenced Mozart, which is very interesting because historical records love to compare Joseph to Mozart, but Joseph was in a category all by himself. He was a master composer. He composed 12 violin concertos, 10 symphonies, and three sets of string quartets, six operas, and many, many more songs. Joseph, given the opportunity, excelled. His fame continued to bring him before nobility and leaders. He met and became friends with the Duke of Orleans, Louis Philippe, who was known to be an abolitionist. The Duke brought Joseph along with him to various meetings to discuss ending slavery throughout the French colonies and London. And Joseph, who never forgot his mom was still enslaved, used his fame to connect and then became a persuasive voice against the ills of slavery. 
on the way to one of those meetings in London, Joseph was attacked by four men. Big mistake. Joseph took them all down with his walking stick. I guess they didn't get the memo that he was the best swordsman in Europe. Oh, there's so much more. The French Revolution occurred and Joseph, a master marksman, became the colonel of an all-black military regiment. And how he was wrongfully jailed for almost a year on false charges. Thankfully, he was released and spent the rest of his life conducting small orchestras. Joseph Boulogne, Chevalier de St. George's, was an extraordinary man. Given the opportunity, he excelled. And in his excellence, his talent and skills brought him in contact with people who directly impacted his life and he theirs. What a legacy. How about you? What do you like to do? Make sure you always do your best, work hard, and show up to this adventure called life every day because you never know who's in a room with a connection to your destiny. Take care, and I look forward to the next time when you explore Black history with me. Explore Black history with me.